Mad memory, dog. Yo, this thing's got mad memory, dog. Dog. Would you say uh, Southland Tales was better than Grind? Well, Dan, what did I give Grind? A zero? <laughs> I think so. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm starting to think our tastes are separate. Welcome to the podcast again, baby. Yeah, side piece. Let's say House of the Dragon related or no? Yeah, I mean, we can riff and talk about, you know, what we've been watching, if anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think the what the fans are most ravenous for. Riffing, riffing, riffing. Is for some... Uh, Ken some, Riffy Jr. Some, nice, dude. Nice, right? Yeah, some uh, some dragon content. I think the people are... If there's one thing, if there's one thing that people are looking for, it's my opinion on Game of Thrones. Definitely, that and what Andre thinks of the MCU. Noted fantasy expert Dan Enden. In checking in, locking yeah. in person who has watched Lord of the Rings. That's me. <laughs> You haven't even watched Lord of the Rings. I saw the first two recently. Okay, Dan, there's three. I know. At bare minimum, three. I know, but the first two were very long. That's true. Touche. <laughs> and you didn't have to suffer through the series, The Rings of Power, eh? No. God, no. Let me tell you a little bit about that. Yeah, I put a hard pass on that one. I was, I was in the room while it was being watched at times. At times or like for hours? At, I mean, my the PS4 is in the same room. Let me have Kevin Sorbo from the set of Hercules sum it up for you, Dan. Disappointed! It sucked. You had high hopes? Uh, yeah. Why not? You ever see the Hobbit movies? No. Can only go up from there. Has, Amazon doesn't have a great track record with the series. Turns out you can't only go not up from there. <laughs> it's worse than that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I own the Hobbit trilogy. Okay. It's in 3D, which, let me tell you, that's fun. Okay. That's one way to tolerate it. Mm. Um, that makes it fun. Those movies should be specifically watched in 3D. They're filmed to be in 3D. Okay. As children's movies are so often. And um, shout out Saw 3D. Those movies were much better than this show this show is not toxic which was a lot of the like people uh who go online who are conservatives who just melt all day over like black people being mermaids right Um, right that crowd that i i dip my toe into because there are some facts in there but like any extremist crowd they take some facts and make them terrible um is it like as in the same people who are like it's fucked up that Laura Cross tits aren't as big as they used to. Yes, and also, like, the kind of people that are like, I don't want no boop as a dwarf in my Lord <laughs> of the Rings series. I appreciate you yes-ending my bit there. Ain't no goblins ever been a boop. Yeah. Dirty boop liquor. Yeah, as they have their statue of white Jesus on their dashboard. What it all boils down to is that those were not the problems with Rings of Power. Was it irredeemably bad? Or was there like these changes could be make, made to make this having been good? Or is it like they it's, were misguided from Jump Street? It's amazing because it cost billions of dollars. Is it based on any source material? Is it based on like the what's that book? The Similarian? Is it yes like, and okay. no. Okay. Which is not technically yes and. Mm-hmm. But, but yes and no. Um, it is only based on as much content as Amazon was allowed to buy. 
from the Tolkien estate. So there are... I love this already. Fractions. Lord of the Rings, as we all know, takes place during a three-act, uh, a three-age structure. Each age is like thousands of years of progress on Middle-earth. As and we all know. <laughs> yes, and... Is um, that what was happening between those first two Lord of the Rings movies? Thousands of years? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, sweet summer child. Okay. But the story of Lord of the Rings... Orlando Bloom was just as bad an actor in both of them. As laid out in the Samarillion is is thousands and thousands of years of okay, progress. Okay. Um, Lord of the Rings it's takes the House place, of the Dragons book, if you will. Well, there's more lore in the Tolkien world, for sure. And it's more closely monitored by nerds and guarded by what they call Tolkien scholars, mm. which are back before the internet existed... People who were, knew everything about Tolkien, they would call them literally Tolkien yeah, scholars. It's like my uncle with Star Trek. Yeah. Incels is what I'm saying. Okay. No, so I'm that's, just, not what I'm, that's not what I'm saying. Pedophiles. No, yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> um, so uh, they were only allowed to buy fractions of each age. Like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So there are things that happen in the show, right? Let's start. Let's start. Was it like like as a function of money or just like they were like, you can't have these aspects because of. It's like rights ownership battles. Okay. It wasn't fully about money because they had all the money in the world. So different entities own different portions of the Samalir. What is it? Essentially, yes. Okay. Um, And this is like that fucking shit you were trying to explain to me about why Spider-Man can't be in any of your fruity movies. This is way worse (laughs) and way more complicated. I can barely even get into it. But the surface volume of the situation is just that they only have bits and pieces. So therefore, they are constantly referencing things that have happened, will happen or have never happened, whatever, that they don't have rights to. So they have to be like super vague about it. Mm. They'll be like, when that thing happened, remember, it was bad. Mm. We don't own it. Or they'll, like, show you the aftermath of something that they don't own the beginning of. Gotcha. Oh, from what I've read, now this makes it way more egregious than Spider-Man. From what I've read and what I've come to understand about it, sorry if you're a Tolkien scholar and you're screaming at your radio if there's any inaccuracies here. Also, get a fucking I can't imagine anyone who takes things that seriously listens to this podcast. (laughs) Our our episodes are rife with errors, just (laughs) made in the interest of keeping our sentences going more smoothly. So true. Got him. Dude, the amount of times I listen back to episodes where one of us says something, and I'm just like, I know for a fact that that is not true. (laughs) That's how our significant others probably feel. Um, Yeah. Shout out to every argument I've ever had with Kit. (laughs) (laughs) NFT screenshotted. Shout out to my parents. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah, everyone I've ever met on the internet. My PO. Um, they don't own rights to what happens after at the end of the series. Okay. Imagine, if you will, if, if you want me to convert it into Game of Thrones terms for now your understanding brain, now that you've been binge-watching Game of Thrones, which we'll get to soon. Uh, they own what you've seen in House of the Dragon so far, but they don't own the Dance of Dragons. Okay. So, like, this entire series is pitched towards the dra- Dance of Dragons. Yeah. That's what... House of the Dragon is. This Amazon series is pitched towards a series of events that are not allowed to be portrayed on TV. I'm fine with that. I'd be fine with if House of the Dragons didn't end with the Dance of Dragons. So I saw saw what happened at the end of Game of Thrones when they filmed their big epic battle. It looked like shit. (laughs) So, that is true. That's a good point, but it would be a little 
that would piss people off. Um, I'm not, as always, what I'm interested in is the political fucking right. maneuvering. Yeah. I hear you. I, 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 like, need, I like some of those end, uh, end of Game of Thrones I want battles. Aaron Sorkin presents the Lord of the Rings. Uh, anyway, so they can't go to where the show's supposed to go to. The show is called Rings of Power. The Rings of Power do not go into construction until the final five minutes of the show. Okay. And all of its lore... Is there going to be another season or no? Oh, yeah. Okay. Is They're filming the other season before they had time to have a reaction to the first. Tight. Which is also very true. That always goes great. Um, shout out Justice League. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a huge... It's a series that spends all of its time breaking Lord of the Rings lore in any way that it can. Okay. People, and doing, people love that. Doing the bottom lowest amount of research and understanding of the material it's adapting while offering no interesting characters, no interesting revelations that aren't telegraphed from the first five minutes of the first episode. It is like if you were to take a Lord of the Rings story and take out all the good things that you love about it and replace it with things that you don't like. So that'd be the same for me. It w- maybe it'll be better for you. <laughs> yeah, right. I <laughs> maybe know, if they I have replace, no <laughs> if they replace the midsection what? of Lord of the Rings. Let me ask you anything. Do any cops die? Elves are kind of like cops. Okay. And no, they don't. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, Dan Eden has become a, a tremendous fan of Lord of the Rings. Oh, Rings of Power, season one, like three out of four out of ten. Four, four and a half out of ten. So, like, since they can't end with the thing that it culminates in, are that you think they're gonna like have the wiggle room to pivot to something else, like some other type of thing? Like, I don't they know. will because they're so misguided. I'm just like, why do this if it's like that? Because they had a lot of money. It's a show built out of money. It looks like no show I've ever seen on TV. The background palettes being yeah. used look like they were scrutinized over for a thousand years. All right, but like you <laughs> say, a million you say Chinese like, people. it seems like it's made by a bunch of people who have no understanding of the Lord writing of, the Rings, of it just like, dismantles any goodwill any of the rest of it has. So what I'm thinking is like, regardless of if everyone seems to think that everyone involved with it doesn't understand Lord of the Rings, surely to make this movie they had numerous like Tolkien consultants and shit. So yeah. what I'm wondering is, there's no how could they have not known that doing what you're saying they did would have had a viscerally negative response they don't give a fuck okay yeah cool and they like just erase all the comment sections on all of their posts they refuse to reveal their viewership numbers do you think the ultimate which goal- i guarantee you guarantee you because the show dance starts out of 10 okay. the first episode is a hard like 9 out of 10 yeah for TV ever produced I, I told Kat Billions to watch of it dollars. because everyone in the rental zone was going ape shit about the it, first episode it was like oh my god we're back in the world of Lord of the Rings and then nothing happens for 8 hours <laughs> it's literally that, like but that's how the movies are no that's not you you're a person who hasn't seen the culmination of all of that okay the third movie is just one battle for 3 hours it's just incredible like if you're not into it you're not into it it's not the kind of fantasy that, like, you have to understand that uh, George R. R. Martin built those novels and that universe as a reaction to something like Lord of the Rings. Okay. You don't like that kind of fantasy. And I mostly don't. There's, like, all these other properties, like Aragon and, like, all this dumb fantasy bullshit that's come up over the years. I don't like any fantasy. I don't like Willow, which a lot of 
a lot of people are bent out of shape about, I guess. As a boy, I quite like the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, I hate that. But only yeah. as a boy. I barely tolerate Harry Potter. This last rewatch of Harry Potter was really toxic. And um, I, uh, I I don't like fantasy. And Lord of the Rings I like. And I think I like the Game of Thrones stuff maybe more because there's more mature themes going on in it. Um, but either way, it's not my bag, baby. But uh, as a TV show, The Lord of the Rings, if it's going to be like this, is a real stinker. Just awful. I, I messaged you about something the just, other day. Just awful. Asking if you had read it. But now the name escapes me. There's um, a fantasy novel series that numerous people have told me to watch or read throughout the last several years while all along I've had the same reaction I always have when people suggest that I read something that I have a clear aversion to, which is, of course, I'm not going to read that. But upon my Reddit scrolling, I saw lots of people comparing it to Game of Thrones and whatnot. Hmm. So What was it? I don't remember, Dan. That's, That's what cool. I started with. That's nice. I messaged you about it. You messaged me about it? Yeah. I don't know. That's fine. That's okay. Cut that. I'm sure Jack Shouty knows what I'm talking about. Shout out, Shouty. Um, Shout out. All right, so Lord of the Rings TV show, bad. Toxic. Okay, cool. Below bad. Have you been watching anything else non-fantasy related? Oh, yeah, definitely. But do you want to talk about your love of House of the Dragon first so we can just like do fantasy back-to-back? Okay. Um, I don't know that I want to say I have lo- a lot of love for House of the Dragon. Really? Yeah, I think it's fine. Fine. Okay. Yeah. I um all right could have been worse. So could have been way worse. I don't know how many people there realistically are who have followed the plot thread of my relationship to Game of Thrones mm. throughout the listener base, but like they're all raising their hands. Yeah, all all six of y'all. No, it's not my thing. It wasn't my thing. I uh I do live with someone who is a big fan of pretty much anything fantasy related. Um, I'm exposed to numerous examples of like schlock fantasy that I can't even begin to describe to you. Fantasy is um, like horse girl adjacent content. Dude, th- there's this one show. Um, are you familiar with, with this uh, Ever After? Is this the one with Saeed? Maybe. No, that's Once Upon a Time. Or are uh, these related? I don't know. It's like Disney characters yeah, yeah. living in a fantasy yeah, wonderland yeah. with one another. Saeed played J- uh, Jafar okay. on that show okay. for many years. Okay, I didn't watch enough of the show. to. Really I've never know. seen it, but um, I'm just telling you that that was a thing. That you happened. know who has seen it and you, seen all of it? Your fiance. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen a fair there, amount there of it. There are people that really were at the show had a fandom for sure. I'll say that there were moments where I was like, oh, this is neat. But then it would just turn into like Degrassi levels of schlock. It looked like soap opera. Yeah, but almost. Either way, uh, Game of Thrones, we don't need to recap at all. Historically... Dan gave up on it. Yeah. Um, right before the Red Wedding, like a dummy. I know. <laughs> I watched I watched it as it... Oh, yeah. This so is so awesome. This podcast, the first ep- the second episode was immediately after the Game of Thrones finale. That was like one of the f- first side piece things we ever did was talk about that. Yeah. Um, and my whole thing was just like, yeah, everyone always freaks out that... I just don't understand it. I haven't watched it far enough. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I was never, like, viscerally antagonistic towards it until people started giving me such a world of shit for, like, not participating in the last season. That happens. Like, everyone, I, all my roommates at the time were just like, what do you mean? Like, and I'm just like, I, I, I don't dislike it. It's just like, I don't have the attention span for it. 
And if you go back to that episode, that's why I said I don't have the attention span for shit like that. I can't follow it. Well, listener, guess who got put back on ADHD medicine and can focus on things? Because I've been deemed with mental health. I, it's <laughs> fucking true. Um, now I can watch things. <laughs> There's been a long thread the last two seasons of me struggling to even get myself to watch the movies for this podcast. If this side piece is going to be you saying now you watch things, I'm I'm not going to be a believer of that. We'll fucking no, see. No, no, that's for sure not it. You'll go through one show and then go back into the wasteland of content that you uh, usually exist in, like game shows and Survivor. Like an 80-year-old man and MASH. <laughs> no, but the difference is I was able to come into the Southland Tales episode being like, I watched this three-hour movie intently, and I then read about it, and I know exactly what's going on because it had 100% of my focus. I was not in my phone. That will present for a better podcast, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the, the point being, Cat was very excited about the, the House of Dragon show. Everyone was very excited about the House of Dragon show. I currently had no shows that I'm watching because I abandoned the season of Survivor after three episodes. It's mm-hmm. bad. It's a bad season. Mm. Bad direction for the show. That's fine. What's wrong with it? It's just fucking boring. It's so woke mm. and weird. Like, You're saying something is bad because it has woke elements injected into it? That's one of many reasons. But it's a problem. In this, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because what I've watched Survivor for is the game being played, not their backstories. Feels good to see you finally seeing the Jewish agenda for what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, they do shit now where they do, like... Uh, and, uh, uh, I'm Jewish, by the way, and so is yeah, Dan Enden. so true. Reminder, yeah. I almost forgot to, to preface. It's a disclaimer. Uh, Trigger no. warning, I hate my own people. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll do shit where, like, they'll, inter- kill. they'll interview the camera, like, they'll do their fucking talking head thing, and then it'll be like, yeah, well, when I had this struggle as a kid, and then it'll be like... And it'll get all wiggly and like show them out like like their backstory. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm there to watch people do challenges and fucking fuck each other over at a tribal council. I don't care about your upbringing, not one bit. You don't need just an hour of. Why should someone be gay, dude? It's like <laughs> so. Like CBS did a. Uh, uh, I think I, I told you an aside piece a while ago. Enough with the things. Uh, <laughs> So CBS's current um, protocol is that any reality show has to be 50% um, minorities of some form. Um, so they ended up getting rid of a bunch of cast members to refilm shit. And like, you know, that's fine. Survivor's an underrepresented show in terms of demographics. And it's led to countless seasons where all the white characters gang up on the black characters. And it is crazy. Hmm. Statistically, the black woman character gets eliminated first, like 60% of the time in Survivor. It's wild. To be honest, we're just looking out for the fingers. Richard Kelly, director of Donnie Darko. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. I hate that you put that sample there. Um, Do you super hate that I put that sample yeah. there? But the point is, they're, uh, they've started casting a bunch of, like, Redditors who, like, follow Survivor religiously as cast members so that they're always trying to, like, hyper-anticipate the game. And it's literally just like watching people play Mario Kart. It's wild. It doesn't matter. All right. The point is, because Survivor sucks, I had zero shows. And what I need in my life is, like, one show at a time. That's, like, about the amount of time I have to put towards, like, a series Mm -hmm. every week. Like, I'll, like, wind down and watch TV time. Because otherwise I'm in a constant state of dread and anxiety about the things I have to do in the future. And I'm constantly preparing for those things. It's getting dark. (laughs) If you don't let me suck your dick, 
I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I feel that like six times a day. <laughs> Except the dick is like my prescription bottle of Xanax. Mine's actually my dick. Shout out Rachel. Shout out Rachel. <laughs> Um, so House of Dragons was coming up. I'm like, surely this is all I'm going to see in the rental zone for Damn, the next teen fucking... teen horniness is not a crime, okay? I will I not, have you, not have you shame me on this I podcast. Know, but adult horniness, it gets dicey sometimes. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, yeah. I was like, all I'm going to see is fucking House of Dragons content for like the next 10 weeks. Cat's going to want to watch it. I might as well watch it. I'm going to jump in with an open mind. I have, I'm indifferent towards Game of Thrones. Like, I can't... Surely I can't be as disappointed as I expect people to be with this show. There was a part of me that was all Schadenfreude and wanted me to just like, I wanted to watch what I thought would surely be a train wreck. Uh-huh. Um, the first episode came out. I enjoyed myself. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, I'm along for this ride. And I watched the show and I watched everyone's reactions throughout the season. And people were getting very hype and very hyperbolic in the way that I felt fans had been about Game of Thrones when it was going on, mm-hmm. even while I was watching it live. Mm. And then people started saying, like, this is better than Game of Thrones. And I was like, I feel like that's probably not true mm-hmm. based on how, like, my enjoyment factor of this show versus how good I think the show is are very different things. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I have all this time late night where I've been sitting around doing nothing and just like playing video games. I'm going to watch Game of Thrones. Maybe I'll understand this show better. So I started Game of Thrones from the fucking beginning. Uh, I had already seen the first two and a half seasons. (laughs) I learned that I fucking bailed on it like two episodes before the craziest episode ever. You like bailed out like right before Vader tells Luke that he's his dad. Literally. Literally. You were like, fuck this. And like even throughout the first season, I was like... Some of this is still boring to me, but I was able to focus on it in a way that I could not when I was not medicated. Cool. So I felt very engaged by it. So then I started watching more, and I have now transitioned to binge-watching Game of Thrones. I'm not like... You're not done yet, though? No, I'm in. I'm towards the end of season four, but like this is not like when I was binge-watching Lost, where I'm like, I'm binge-watching it because I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. I'm watching in fascination, and I'm interested in a lot of yeah. it, but I'm not like... This show, it's not lost. It's got a lot to love, though. Yeah, it's it's brilliant in it many ways, moments. but also Up having and... seen the lit some a lot of later episodes and knowing how terrible it gets, I uh, I'm like that's a bummer. Either way, <laughs> Game of uh, House of Dragons. House of the Dragon. Uh, first, what I'm greeted with is the Game of Thrones theme song. That which, worst choice which, ever. From Jump Street, I was like, hate this. This huge, is huge problem. A massive L. Yeah, still is. Um, unbelievable L. The fact that they recovered from it, though, fascinating. They really, they, I think they earned their way up to it, but it's still the worst choice ever. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm, just, that's not how it works, guys. It's been, it was an enjoyable season, but I'm going to say, as someone who's, like, now watching Game of Thrones for, like, arguably, like, the first real time, mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like I'm a relatively objective party. Like, House of Dragons is in no way, shape, or form better than Game of Thrones. Like, it's not, got, not it's, in even one way. I can it think it of. has a completely different intent so yeah, far. Yeah, absolutely. Which I'm cool with. But people are still trying to be like, it's better than this. It's better but than this. But maybe like, you prefer a certain kind of story to another. And this is definitely in its own lane. It's but not I, but I, I would argue that this show's story is far more in line with what I'm typically into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little... 
it's it's smaller scope and reliance on family drama shrinks it down a bit in its ambition at times which is good because it 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 exploits the dramatic elements of it that work so well and the performances which are so good if the show had worse casting it would be much more of a problem they did a really good job very good with every character regardless of what you think of the age jumps the people that they pick for them are yeah top that's top top notch especially for um what's her name the queen um the ugly girl from Ready Player One. Is that who that is? Yeah, she's like, I'm ugly and just has like a port wine stain. Oh my God. And she's like, don't look at me. And she's literally like a gorgeous woman. <laughs> so, such a bad adaptation from the book. That's hilarious. Um, Side note. She, uh, wait, the, uh, I'm talking about, um, the, 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 the queen, you know? Emma Darcy. The actress, the blonde girl? No, no, not the rightful queen. The fucking Viserys's, yeah, Viserys's wife. Viserys's wife, yeah, yeah. Allison. Yeah, that's yeah. the girl from Ready Player One. Yeah. Okay, her. So yeah, yeah, she. And from Bates Motel, you ever watch that show? No. You're such a psycho fan, though. You never thought to just like check out Bates Motel? I thought to check it out, and then I didn't. It's quite good. It's actually. It's written and no, show run you know by what? Damon Lindelof. I watched the first episode. And I was like, this is fine, but like... It's not worth I, I going back into, but it was good. Dude, with the amount of shows I bail on, like, I just, like, I could tell from Jump Street I wasn't going to stick with that. She played an ugly girl in that, too. She, like, had an oxygen tank she had to wheel around everywhere. That's funny. Ableist. Hashtag. Um, trigger warning. The ca- the casting of her Tra- from the child who played her, that's, like, the best casting I've ever seen. Yeah, the, yeah they look very similar (laughs) but uh by that same token while everyone else was aging by like 20 years at a time the adult the characters who started as adults their aging was very poor yeah damon Kristen cole yeah look look identical yeah but you know they they did uh they did the damn thing yeah it's like you uh, it's it's very soapy yeah and like pulpy and like it's like kind of taking the more crowd-pleasing elements of Game of Thrones, be it dragons or pulpiness, and kind of pushing them to the forefront. But again, if it weren't done so seriously and shot and framed so nicely and with so many great actors, it would be terrible. But the fact that it just survives being actually a soap opera is yeah is due to its production value and the it, cho- choices being made. It's a quality show for sure. It yeah. just the stakes feel incredibly small to me. Right. Um, and you're done with, uh, all of, uh, Star Wars content. Yeah. You haven't been keeping up with any of that. No. Wait. So do you like House of Dragon? Um, House of the Dragon. Yeah. I thought it was great. I would probably rate the first season of House of the Dragon higher than Game of Thrones, but as the show's I mean, Game of Thrones as a whole, but like, would you rate it higher than any of the... No, 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 not as a whole. I'm saying first season versus first season. Oh, then the first I think Game of Thrones was a lot slower at times. First season of Game of Thrones is incredibly slow. Yeah, and House of the Dragon just had a real hoppy momentum to it, and it set up some really great characters, which Game of Thrones, the characters didn't feel as pivotal right off the bat. It was harder to discern really what you yeah. thought about everyone other than good guy bad guy yeah season um, two is where characters get fleshed out they sure. they really nuanced all these characters very well um ggr for house of the dragon would probably be like um like an 8.75 thought it was really good nice thought there was multiple like thrones level episodes definitely 
and it was just more um, my speed than a lot of the major brand content being pumped out right now. And dude, watching it every week at the on the same night basically as yeah. Lord of the Rings. That was an experience because <laughs> you got to watch one show find its footing so spectacularly and then watch one show stumble directly on its face so incredibly. It was poetic. My lord. Get in the flask. And people are like, oh, it's, like, it's Amazon, Jeff Bezos, money. And it's like, what do you think Game of Thrones is? It's like from Warner Brothers and right. it's being pumped out. Like I went to the Warner Brothers studio. There's so much Game of Thrones shit there. Yeah. This was way before House of the Dragon even existed like they've been in anticipating this fandom I gotta do peepees Dan's doing peepees I said we were the kind of podcast to leaving the door open <laughs> to go all the way through Teen horniness is not a crime. is not a crime <laughs> Shelly Duvall has a new movie coming I know, out I saw that gonna definitely fap to that one <laughs> the question is will her fucking triumphant return be a triumph or be like crimes of the future was a triumphant return I don't get the I don't get it okay it was fucking uh, <laughs> Cronenberg returning to Cronenbergian form um Star Wars Okay, yeah. So what's going on in Star Wars? There's like a, I'll tell you a bunch of new shows. Well, you did. Did you finish Obi Wan? No. The end of that got really good. Did it? Yeah. A lot of good Hayden Christensen as Vader action. That was really worthwhile. Great. Uh, Star Wars just keeps going. Yeah. So there's That's a my whole, update. There's a whole other one, right? I watched every minute of it. What's it called? Uh, the new one is called Andor, and is produced and written by all the people who produced and wrote Rogue One. And what's that about? It's about the character Cassian Andor from Rogue One. Okay. Uh, and his ascension into the Rebellion, which is a super slow Cold War-esque thriller mm. with, like, conspiracy heists every few episodes. Mm. Lots of, like masterclass British actors playing Imperial members, you get a very good window into what the Empire must have really been like had it been a thing. Okay. Very realistic, like Rogue One sort of vibe, where everything seems more grounded than the, the rest of the Drek that's coming out. Okay. Great music. Cracking performances and some good characters in there. Just so boring <laughs> it's so fucking boring and it's like made for adults yeah. it, this is not like your your 
This ain't your granddaddy's Star Wars. This ain't your grandson's Star Wars. This is like for adults who like watch like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. This is basically that in the Star Wars universe. And it has its merits. It's gorgeous. It's not shot in the volume, that room that they shot all of Boba Fett and Mandalorian and all that in. Shot out on sets in reality. And it looks great. And it's just the problem is Cassian Andor, Diego Luna's character from Rogue One, is fucking boring. There's nothing really interesting about him. 10 out of 10. It's mostly other people talking to him, putting him to situations like, I don't know what the cliche or trope is, where the character just kind of bounces around from place to place and people thrust things upon them and then they participate in them and move on to the next thing. Well, so that that was my complaint, uh, if you recall, about The Mandalorian, right. is that the whole thing felt like a series of fetch quests from a video game. Yes, and that show revels in that, where that whereas this show like is embarrassed about that. Okay. It's not worth your time. Yeah, I just like I'm sure at some point it's some it's good Star Wars content. new thing will come out that I'll want to watch. You should finish Obi-Wan. I will at some point. And someone's going to be screaming at me about how that to say finish that series which was I will admit very flawed over watching Andor. But so at least it's not I an over situation. At least I have an like investment in those characters. Like the reality is like once wedding band season's over, which is three very short weeks from now i'm gonna have all the fucking time in the world i have a lot of shit to catch up on that i'm just pumped to have like like i haven't had a weekend night home in months that's so toxic yeah so like that's the most toxic thing i've heard all this day. is what i'm saying so like from december through march all of a sudden i'm gonna have all these saturdays to just like fucking chill and watch things i'm pumped well, but none of those things are gonna be Andor. that's for sure one of them will be obi-wan but like they just dude Y'all need to stop watching this shit, and then they'll stop making it so much. I'm not going to be the person to make that change. I'm, I'm fine with it. God, it's, it's like I, I come home from work, and I get to watch like a, a $20 million piece of television. Yeah, cool for with sure. It. Cool with it. My TV is gigantic. It's just like what I they're like doing with Game of Thrones now. Now there needs to be the GOT CEU. Oh, yeah. like, it's oh, just yeah. like, fucking God. Well, that's the way it is these days. I know. It's, it's just, a lot. Like, all right, House of Dragons is good. You, do we think the fucking next year's show about all about the sea snake is going to be good? Let me say this about current fandom and the state of the MCU and, and Disney and things like that, just to defend myself at any fucking level at this point. But one point that I've never really brought up about it is that, like, I, much like um, Heart Attack Survivor Kevin Smith, um, <laughs> both existed in a world where these properties were everything to us as children and yet there was no content for them. And if if you're some like Zoomer that's like consuming all this and can't tell that like the Boba Fett series isn't as good as the Empire Strikes Back or you think that it's better because it looks better. Yeah, right. If you're one of those people, that's not my position. I'm not like eating up this content and then going around being like 10 out of 10. I'm not like saying that it's the best content in the world, but I'm saying... I grew up in a position where all I would have wanted was a show with Boba Fett climbing out of the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. And if my late Same. life wish fulfillment isn't going to be over stupid music stuff, which clearly it isn't anymore, I'm still cool with this. Like, if they put out a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, I watched it on Netflix. I was like, hell yeah, that was a lot of fun. Like, I don't, 
I'm not here to say it's better than the one with Jessica Biel, which is a, ma a masterpiece, nor the original, which is a double masterpiece, or even the one with Matthew McConaughey, which yeah, is like 95. a fucking genius yeah. movie as well. But That movie is the best. I am here to say that I'll consume content, not no guilt. I work for a living, goddammit. I want to come home and watch an, like an elf fucking unicorn. <laughs> That's my prerogative. Fuck you. Dude, we didn't even talk about it in Southland Tales, the fucking car fucking another car. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. Yeah, cool. <laughs> good, good. Thanks, Richard Kelly. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I, dude, I'm like, I'm, I'm resentful towards them for putting me in such a state of Star Wars fatigue that I didn't care about a Boba Fett series. Let alone watching Obi-Wan fight fucking Hayden Christensen Yeah, again. but see, like, I hate the prequels, so, like, I don't... Oh, yeah, that's kind of true. So, like, <laughs> it's just, I'm just like, oh, yeah, look, Hayden Christensen's still terrible at acting. He's pretty good in the show. Good, good. I'll watch it. Can't they wait. do a scene with both of them digitally de-aged, like, mm -hmm. like a law, basically a scene from Attack of the Clones if it was written by a human being instead of <laughs> a fucking maniac. Yeah. Um, that was very touching. My penis. Um, so That's fuck great. Star Wars. I will say that Dan Enden and I do have something in common recently, which I want to bring up, and I want to tee up for something either later in the season or later in the next season, whenever this happens, Is probably in 2023. And that is that we are both readers. I am a very uh, big fan. He's considering it of the three body problem, um, a novel by Cixin Liu. Um, and what's funny? Are you are you upset that I'm being culturally correct right now? What's funny? I'm not laughing. Oh, I thought you were choking on your. I mean, not your vape. My vape. <laughs> <laughs> You think you think Kat's gonna be thirty seven minutes into a side piece? I don't. <laughs> um, and uh, it's basically Kat's um, never heard a second of the podcast. I don't think <laughs> it's basically a um, science fiction series by uh, an author from China. Um, my friend Justin Zoll got me into the series. I'm attempting to get Dan Annan into the series. It's being adapted into the most expensive, biggest Netflix project of all time, which is probably a huge L to begin with uh, and leading towards an even bigger L when it gets canceled. But um, it's uh, being made by the guys who created Game of Thrones, uh, Benioff and Weiss, mm -hmm. who are so widely hated all over the place. Um, I think I deserve some credit for, despite this being a movie podcast and it being a regular occurrence of me needing to be pulled kicking and screaming into watching literally any movie that whenever you recommend a book i read the book well yeah books are awesome books are like awesome yeah. well, even even books that aren't even that good like even books that have plots that would make for terrible movies are better than a movie yeah <laughs> it just my, doesn't uh, even matter anymore one of my bandmates the other day was like what do you or no not one of my bandmates one of my friends was like like so like because i was talking about how i'm not really watching anything and blah 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 and he's like so like what do you what do you do like with all the, your schedule like what do you do and i was like i read a lot and he's like like he was what? like like books like audiobooks i'm like no like i i read the fucking book you told me about you the fucking book and then i ordered a hard copy of the book and then i brought it on vacation i read it on the beach how far are you into it now uh i don't i don't i don't know because now i I was into it enough that I also bought the Kindle version so I could take it with me, but the Kindle doesn't, like, it doesn't have page numbers at the bottom. It's, like, mm. it has a thing that'll tell you, like, the percentage that you're done with the book, but I don't like looking at it because it makes me, like, antsy about where I am. So, like, I'm 
I know that I'm past the halfway point, mm-hmm. but I don't know how far towards the end I am. So sometime in our podcast future, we will be covering that show and it exists because oh. I'm sure it'll be a quite quite a moment. It's a long book. It's a long book, yeah. The second one, I, I believe, is longer. But the second one is whew, quite a work of art, that right. one. Well, so for our listeners, reading, 10 out of 10. We love reading here. Yeah. Dan listens to audiobooks, but... Yeah. So Rachel's reading now, like big time. Oh, yeah? She just figured it out, and she's been killing it, and Good. I... Good for her. She, she's, like, latched onto reading, like, in her free time, like... Yeah, that's when you're bed, supposed to read. Etc. Yeah. I don't really have free time. Think how many books you could read if you weren't watching the 11th Star Wars series this week. I still manage to read books all the time, though. Yeah. So fuck you, yeah. then. You watched something stupid, comparison, land, audience laughter, applause. Got me. I watched... <laughs> I watched tons of stupid shit. <laughs> um, anyway, um, GGR. For reading? For reading. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Yeah, hard time. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Rachel's been reading books, and I've been feeding them to her. Okay. And um, Salo? Not quite yet. We're working up to that. Okay. Um, she's reading Sphere right now for okay. Michael Crichton, which is a great, great sci-fi you guys should both at the same time read that book pen pal that i've been telling you to read forever oh that the creepy one the creepy one with the numbers and the X's? no that's oh. house of leaves i want to read that one too but yeah that i want you to read that i can't i don't have time to read physical books i have star wars to watch <laughs> yeah what am i gonna do read a book while my wife stares at me like <laughs> she goes to bed four hours after me what am no, i supposed to do you guys sit and both read together because she's also reading all the time now. Yeah, but it's like prime time. We don't want to be reading. Okay. That's when Star Wars is on. Yeah. Star Wars <laughs> is on whenever you want it. It truly is. <laughs> Literally all the time. Hate Star Wars. Yeah, stinks. Can't stand it anymore. Make a new Knights of the Old Republic, you cowards. <laughs> Stop dumping all this story writing into these half-baked shows. Make a new Knights of the Old Republic. We have this fucking hardware for it now. Do it. We have the hardware now. And ideally with less text. Um, seen any movies recently? Movies? No. Not your bag. Uh, I watched Reanimator, because I... It never, I, it never ends. Yeah, you know. With Dan and Reanimator. Um, no. No movies. Zero movies. Hmm. Oh, you know what I did watch? <laughs> I watched a movie. <laughs> I watched a movie called, uh, The World vs. Zach Hampel that I rented on Netflix, about you rented it on netflix so they sent it to you in the mail yeah i rented it digitally (laughs) and now i own none of it um you're gonna love this it's about a guy who is obsessed with catching baseballs and he has caught ten thousand baseballs at baseball games and fucking like (laughs) like knocks over children and shit to catch baseballs does the movie end with him eating a bullet dude he's like this deeply autistic guy oh no it's such a wild fucking movie the dude, like, collect... Dude, it's a they, doc? Yeah. They show his apartment, and it is, like, literally... Wait, I would watch this. This sounds good. It's floor to ceiling. Every single bit of wall is, like, a picture he cut out from the magazine since over the last, like, 30 years of his Say life. Say the name again? Um, the World versus Zach... Ham- or, no, it's called Everybody Hates Zach Hample, or some shit like that. All right. And I'll, I can, I'll, I'll I can tell rent it on Netflix. Dude, Got it. this dude is insane, and it tries to present him like he's some sort of, like, folk hero, mm-hmm. and... He is not. He he's like banned from numerous baseball stadiums. Like every like people who watch baseball know this guy. He's a fucking crazy person. Like, dude, like he'll like like when Aaron Judge was 
chasing the home run record this year. He like spent like 30 grand to get an entire section of seats that he thought would be like the most like statistically likely to catch a home run in. Mm-hmm. And the dude didn't hit any home runs that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dude, he's a fucking psycho. Should we do hard pivot? Okay. Should we do a joint birthday movie this year again? Um, and should that movie be Avatar 2 in 3D IMAX? No, there's 0% chance I watch Avatar 3D in IMAX, what unless if, you force me to for this podcast. What if I was to tell you that the runtime was revealed at being three hours and ten minutes long? Oh, shit. I'd be like, that tracks. <laughs> That's the new report that just came out. Apparently. Dude. I'd fall asleep in the first, like, 15 minutes, especially if we go to Bartok. If first. we could do it in 4DX so that machine can, like, lull me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, no, no, I don't want to do that. But, uh, you know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see where the, where the winds take us. Anything else you want to discuss on today's IP stand? <sighs> Should we wrap it up as Rachel says? How are you feeling about the uh, the Pennsylvania Senate elections, Dan? Far left fraud Fetterman has <laughs> AIDS <laughs> in his butthole. His parents gave him money. I, Dan, watch when I say more than you, like thousands of times more than you of YouTube and don't have a YouTube account, a paid one. I see 15 John Fetterman ads and Mehmet Oz ads every single day. Yeah. And I want to pretty much get a gun and kill both of them. Dude, Mehmet Oz, dude. <laughs> that dude might be our senator. It's a horrifying nightmare, but tracks. It's the worst. It tracks hard. I mean, I, I will be voting for Fetterman 100%, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably going to die five minutes after they... <laughs> dude. Anyway. Everything's, everything's going great. Guys, all I can find is positive information on the Bidens. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally like they uh, they had their debate last week, and John Fetterman came out and he was all strokey. Yeah, and like I saw all the news was like brilliant performance by John Fetterman. Insanity, yeah, it was like one of the worst debate performances imaginable. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's it for now. Yeah, let's wrap her up, eh? Yeah, yeah, random button alert. Yeah! Oh. I fucked him real good! Oh, do you like it? I fucking loved it! Oh, you bitch!